Well, hello there, and welcome to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Blanc. I am super excited that you're here. Today, we are going to explore the secrets to scaling your syndication business. So if you want to find and attract more investors, how do you do that? If you want to 10x your current capital raise, how do you do that? How do you meet more investors? How do you rate millions of dollars effortlessly in days? We're going to answer those questions today. The short answer to that question is by going to online marketing. What does that mean? How do you do that? And to help us with that, we have online marketing expert Amy Porterfield on the show today. Now, Amy's a big deal. Uh, I've, I've followed her since 2014, since I started blogging, and she's on the show today. She uh, she first used to work for Tony Robbins, right? She was heavily influenced by him and then eventually went out on her own. She received multiple awards around social media. She wrote one of those yellow dummy books around Facebook advertising. She has a a super highly ranked podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. She's got multiple courses on Facebook, advertising, social media, building your list, uh, creating courses. This woman knows how to uh, serve the audience and also build lists. And she's on the show today. So I'm really excited to get into that. We're going to explore and break all these things down step by step. Amy is a wonderful teacher. So let's get right in the show with the one, the only, Amy Porterfield. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Block. Amy, welcome to the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, I'm super excited to get into this stuff uh, because I followed you when I first started getting an online marketing back in, gosh, 2014. I basically <laughs> studied everything you've ever put out. I bought uh. your course. I got your list building stuff. So I applied all your techniques. And uh, so I am just super honored and grateful that you're here today. Well, I'm honored too. And just, I love to talk to people that actually learn and do the work and make themselves hugely successful like you. So this is truly an honor. Well, this is important for everyone listening and watching this is uh, we could, we have, in order to scale our syndication business, we have to go online. There's only so much money that you can raise one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're listening, watching this, you've done this, you know that if you need to, you want to 10X your capital raise business, you have to start scaling. And there's no one better at uh, scaling and online marketing than Amy Porterfield. So I want to get into getting started in list building, but catch us up for people who haven't, uh, haven't heard of you before. Give us a little background on yourself. A little background. Okay. So I started in corporate and I worked for Harley Davidson in marketing and then for Tony Robbins, the peak performance coach in all things content development. So I made my way up through that business for about seven years, traveled the world with Tony, got to work on the content that he does in his digital courses, as well as on stage, like UPW, Unleash the Power Within, or Date with Destiny, whoever knows Tony Robbins content. And I did that for almost seven years, and then I got the entrepreneurial bug. And I decided about 11 years ago to go out on my own and start teaching online marketing through digital Digital courses. So it was a little rough in the beginning, but I finally kind of got my, my sea legs and figured all this out and have built a multi-million dollar business teaching people how to grow their own online businesses. Yes, yes, you have. Now, it's got to be really cool working for Tony Robbins. And I'm like, why would you ever leave, Amy? Right? I know. And that's a question I get asked a lot. So 
everything was so amazing about that. I, the fact that I got to work with him and, and learn from him is fantastic. But the challenge is he teaches you how to be an entrepreneur, how to, how to go out and go after your dreams. So it's almost like you couldn't not learn from him and want to go do it. And so that was one of the things I also wanted to be my own boss as much as he was such a great guy. I didn't want a boss. I didn't want to be on somebody else's time. And I had just gotten married and I was on the road all the time. And I thought, I want to call the shots. So this desire of freedom and wanting to be my own boss is literally why I left that organization. All right. So you want your own boss. That, that's get it. Yeah. You drink the Kool-Aid and you're like, shoot, after one, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta go out on my, on my own. So how did yes. it, how did it go? You said it was a little rough in the beginning. Uh, so what, what happened? So, uh, I, I left corporate thinking I'm going to go out, create my own digital courses and make millions of dollars because I had worked with a guy that was doing it. I was learning how to do it inside of that company. And I had seen so many other people do it. Well, I went out on my own, had no idea how to create my own digital course and needed to make money quickly. I didn't save a bunch of money before I left. And so I started consulting for social media. And so I often joke that instead of having one big boss, literally, Tony's a big guy, I had eight mini bosses, all these clients bossing me around, telling me what to do. I had no idea how to create boundaries. So I had created a business I hated. I did that for about two years and I thought, this is ridiculous. So I finally created my first successful digital course. I had some failed starts along the way, created my first successful digital course about two years in and then never looked back. So I don't do consulting. I don't do coaching. The only thing I do is sell my own digital courses or a membership site or promote somebody else's. And that's how I make my living. And I love it that way. So what was the main mistakes you made? One of my things I heard is that you had clients. So clients are kind yes. of a pain, a pain in the butt, yeah, uh, especially when you're that. working one-on-one with them. But it sounds like you, did, you pivoted and kind of created your own product, which was cool, but it didn't really succeed. Yeah. What, what was so, the problem with that? What did you figure out? Two things, two big things that I made the mistake on. And I teach my students this not to make these mistakes. Number one, I thought I needed to niche myself really fast and be known for something. So I, my first course I created was how to teach authors how to launch their books online. Now, I had never done that successfully. So I don't know why I thought I could teach it. I knew enough about social media, but not enough about to be an author and teach authors and so I did not have the expertise in the area I wanted to teach. I could have chosen something else. So I think everybody has a course in them and has expertise and knowledge to bring out into a course. I just didn't choose wisely. So that was number one. Number two, I did not have an email list. So when I marketed my first course, I had nobody to market to except a really small social media following. Social media can be fickle. And so with that, not having an email list was like death to my launch. So that's why I teach everybody, if you're going to do any kind of business online, you must have the most important asset, which is an email list. So how did you figure out then who to market to? It sounds like you were marketing to an audience you didn't really know. Yeah. Uh, you maybe thought, hey, the market is good. And I'll make a bunch of money. I don't know. Like, and, and how did you then figure out what to actually create and what audience you want to serve? Yes. Yeah, so once I had a few failed attempts in the sense of I'm not even attracting the right audience because I don't know this topic well enough, I finally got clear as to what I did know. I knew social media well. And so my next course was all about social media. And my most successful first course was all about 
Facebook marketing. And so I niched down and got really specific about what I knew and what I knew well. I created a course around Facebook marketing and I started to market to people that just wanted to get started with Facebook. At the time, 10 years ago, it was like the wild west on Facebook. No one knew what the heck was going on. So finding a my own little niche, like here's how to get started, here's what you do, here's what you need to know, that's how I was able to attract the audience. I knew what they were struggling with, so I was able to put that kind of messaging in my marketing. So you finally figured out who your avatar was. One million percent, yeah. Like describe them. I know you're very specific yeah. on your own podcast, <laughs> which is fabulous, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, describe, <laughs> describe your avatar right now. So my avatar right now, so I actually have a few. I have one for my podcast, which yeah. tends to be a little bit beginner, and one who is for my digital course that I, I sell a course about digital courses, very meta. So that's another I have one. that course. Yeah, so I love that. So the one, let's say if I was marketing to somebody for my course about courses, her name is Kaya, I give her a name. She's around 30, 35 years old. She works in corporate, she's got a side gig. She wants to turn that side gig into a full-time thing and she's got an expertise around one specific topic. And so that one specific topic she wants to bring out into the world. What she's struggling with is she doesn't have an email list, she doesn't know where to start, she doesn't know what to post on social media. And so she's looking to get confidence in content creation and being consistent Consistent so that she could leave her full-time job, create this digital course and make money. So that's how I develop my avatar. I tell a story about her. I love that. Uh, you can probably describe my audience, but uh, their name is not Kyla, right? It's most likely <laughs> male, unfortunately. But, gotcha. But you guys, uh, you can probably uh, recognize yourself in that. You want to do a certain thing, raise a bunch of money. You can't meet enough investors and you have no idea how to do it because you're starting from scratch. So I, I love that because it's so important and you can see what happens when you don't have your avatar picked out. You kind of fail because, mm -hmm. and I was doing that in the, in the first place. You try, in my case, I didn't want to niche down. I wanted to please everybody. Oh, yeah. And that didn't work out very well either. So being very clear, I love how you named your avatar. How old, how old are they and, and what are they struggling <laughs> with right now? And that's absolutely critical. Now, the other thing you said that you learned was about building a list. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's weird because a lot of people say, well, I'm already on social media. I have, I have like a thousand followers or whatever. Right. Uh, and, and what do you say to that? So what I say to that is you can never trust social media. And so social what? media... If, if you fully trust social media, it's like putting all your eggs in one basket. And to me, that basket is really rickety. There's, there's some holes in that basket. And the reason being is like a perfect example years ago when Mark Zuckerberg decided to change Facebook's algorithm and all of a sudden all your organic traffic that you used to get on Facebook now had to be paid for. Like that was a really big switch that we instantly saw. And so with social media, the algorithms are going to change. You do not own it. They could literally take it away from you in an instant. Like I've known people that have gotten their Instagram accounts taken away, their Facebook accounts. It happens. That's worst case scenario, but you cannot trust it. What you can trust is your email list. You own it. It's your asset. You get to nurture it and curate it and it's yours. And that is where you get substantial growth and where the relationships really start to happen. Lot less noise via email marketing versus social media. Now you might say, but Amy, there's so many emails people get during a day, but there's only a few emails that people will open up consistently. When you find a way to be that email they open up, that is golden. And that's the kind of email marketing I teach. 
Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, gosh, several years ago, you know, you put something on Facebook and you have whatever, a thousand followers and like 1% of your followers actually saw that post unless you started boosting it. You're like, yes. what? I have to pay for my post? People are following me for a reason. And this just drives me crazy, right? And, and an email list is, you know, you like you said, you can you control that. And even if you have an email list, you can actually import into Facebook and create a custom audience out of it. Uh, and so it, good. It's so good. So, and, and you know, people say, oh, it's dying. Email's dying. Is it? No. Is it really? Are open rates down? No. Yes. I mean, I, not for me. Yeah. Um, but okay, if you look, I don't know what you're comparing it to, but I really do believe this is how I teach my students. If you had an email list of 100 people that were opening up your emails and you're like, oh, just 100 people, I always say, invite those 100 people over to your house, get them in your kitchen, invite them over for coffee. 100 people is going to seem like a lot of people. And for what you teach and what you're doing, you don't need hundreds of thousands of people on your email list to be successful with email marketing and what your end goal is. So I believe it is alive and well, especially for what you're doing with it. Well, actually, you picked up on that, Amy. Uh, you don't know much about the syndication business, but you said something very insightful right now because you were right. For syndication business, you don't need a list. If you're selling a digital product, you might, possibly, you're right. arguably. But what we're doing, I mean, imagine 10 people who are invested with you at an average of $70,000. That's $700,000 raised from just 10 people. How big does your list have to be to get 10 people to invest with you? Exactly. Not 10,000. <laughs> no. And if you're really, if you get really good and make it your mission to communicate via email marketing in a really personal conversational way, that list can be very small and very profitable. And lucky you, that's not what it looks like in my world, but for you, that's a huge plus. That is a huge plus. Yeah. And, and I, I totally forgot about that. Now, I mean, but the question is, how do you start for this from scratch, right? And, and yeah. I know that your avatar basically is... I don't have a list. Like we talked about launching this and that and book and selling whatever and, you know, launching a webinar where I can raise money. But if I don't have a list, I am launching to an audience of basically zero. Right. Uh, and that frustrates a lot of people. So how do people start creating a list? Okay. So I'm going to tell you, but then you stop me if like what I say just wouldn't resonate with your audience. Okay. Because I want to make sure it's really applicable to who's listening. So the way you start an email list is you've got to start with creating content on a consistent basis. Keep going. Okay. So whether that be a blog or a podcast like yours or a video show, I'm the rain or shine every single week kind of girl where you get out your original content and you offer value consistently. So that's the first way you start building your foundation for list building. Now, some people might say, what does a blog post or a podcast have to do with list building? Well, it's not the only thing. It's the first thing. Once you have this consistency, you're going to start growing your audience. The more you show up, the more people start to follow and be loyal to whatever it is you're putting out there. And they want to listen every week or read every week. From there, you create an, a lead magnet. You have to have a lead magnet. What so is that, going, Amy? Yeah, so we're going to go there fast. So a lead magnet is something of value, a PDF, cheat sheet, checklist, guide, a short video, a short audio. It is one piece of content that you give away for free in exchange for name and email. So that means it goes behind an opt-in page. You drive traffic to an opt-in page. They give you their name and email. You email them your freebie of whatever it is. So freebie, um, giveaway, lead magnet. There's different names for this, but it's all the same thing. Now, what I teach with the lead magnet is that it has to be irresistible. It's got to be some of your best stuff. 
I'm all about giving some of your best stuff away for free. I want them to get this lead magnet and think, I can't believe that he gave this to me for free. That's how good I want it to be. And email is a hot commodity. Somebody giving you their email these days, they don't give it up as freely as they did 10 years ago. So you've got to work for it a little bit. That's why this lead magnet needs to be really good. You just need one though. You don't need 20 lead magnets in order to grow your email list. One really good one could do the trick. Yeah, that's that's right. So ours is called, what's a better investment, the stock market or real estate? Right, because that's oh, a great question, right? Perfect. Well, I want to know the answer to that. Or if you're a doctor raising money from doctors, it might be how to not burn out in your in your job. Or if you're a financial advisor, how to not run out of money in your retirement, right? Like yes. whoever your your avatar is. Back to who is your avatar, and uh, and and that lead magnet is of high value. Whoever goes to your website will see that and go, well, I want the answer to that question. And, yes. Right. That's that. Is that kind of how it works? It's exactly how it works. And I'm going to give you a little piece of advice to help you choose what lead magnet is great for you. I call it the invisible bridge. So it's where your audience is now and where you want them to go. And eventually where you want them to go. Am I right? You want them to invest. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So where they are now and where you want them to be investing, there's an invisible bridge that they need to cross to be ready to trust you, invest with you, believe in what they're doing. So here's the golden question to create your lead magnet. What does my avatar need to know or understand or believe in order to want to do business with me? What, what mindset shift do they need? What do they need to believe? What do they need to understand for the first time in order to get over that invisible bridge to say, I want to do business with you. That's what a lead magnet will do. It will answer that question. Your lead magnet is perfect because it helps them understand what's more valuable. Once they understand that real estate's more valuable, they're paying attention, but you need to get them there. So you help them cross that invisible bridge. Uh, we're getting warmed up now. Okay, so we yeah. covered <laughs> we covered <laughs> that you need to build an email list, and we covered that you need a lead magnet. We talked about what that is, and we have, yeah. we brainstormed some ideas. So now you have a way to capture someone's email address, right? Yeah. Now, 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 what do you do? Okay, so you've got this lead magnet. They sign up. They well, are we backing up? How do we get them to sign up for the lead magnet? You want me to go there? Yeah, I was so yeah. Okay. So you have this lead magnet, and now you got to okay. get people to find gotcha. you, right? Like, yes, yes. Like what are some of the lead gen you know things okay. that you can do? So first, we're going to go back to that content that you're producing every single week. So okay. one of my favorite things to do is to do a content upgrade. A content upgrade is basically, let's say you do a podcast episode, and on the podcast episode, you say something like, if you liked this episode, you're going to love my freebie. It's all about XYZ. Go here to sign up. So it's upgrading the content you just delivered, which is your lead magnet. So the strategy is to find all the different places and all the different ways where you could talk about that one lead magnet. You're gonna talk about it a lot, multiple times a week. So the first place is go back to your weekly content, add it into blog posts as like a, a link they can click to go to the opt-in page or um, mention it on the podcast, mention it in a video, have it be the call to action on a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or whatever. So you wanna make sure you put it out there. So the first thing, I'm getting ahead of myself, the first thing is your original content. The second thing is on social media. So you could actually do, like I said, a Facebook Live where you teach a little and then you say, if you like this, you're gonna love my freebie, go grab it. 
we typically don't call it a lead magnet out in the world. That's like our internal marketing term, but you've got a freebie, you've got a guide, you've got a cheat sheet. I've got a great free resource. Those are some of the things you might want to say about it, but you just always are sending people to it. Now, the trick is to have a really easy URL. So for me, it might be amyporterfield.com forward slash list building. And so it will take them right to something that will give them a freebie around list building. I always have it very easy like that. And so you want a really easy URL that just rolls off your tongue and you can say it. The, the key is to say it anywhere and everywhere. So again, social media, on your blog, if you get featured on somebody else's podcast and they allow you to, you can talk about it there. So, and you can guest post and put it in your bio on a guest post. I want it everywhere in the bio of all social media. Like I'm flooding you with ideas, but these are all the places you want to put it. Right. So once you have the lead magnet set up, you basically want to talk about it everywhere. And I remember when I first started putting out content, I didn't have a problem putting out content. I was very regular, you know, because I'm listening to you. And uh, so I'm putting out, you know, weekly content. But what I wasn't, I thought that putting out high value content, people will eventually just discover me and start buying stuff for me, <laughs> which sort of happened. But you, I don't know, some some point I noticed that you were putting lead magnets everywhere. In fact, you started having a lead magnet for every single podcast episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, the level of effort required to do that. That, that got a little too crazy. I stopped but, but, doing but that. But what, 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 what I realized was that every piece of content, you have to have a call to action in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was not doing. Now, it's self-promotional to some degree, but you're also not serving your audience because your audience is reading this thing. And if they read your thing, well, what are they going to do next? Well, you should read this other thing or watch this other thing or download this thing. You're actually not helping them go to the next step by not doing that. Right. And, and so I stopped doing that and just uh, I started to become more intentional with my content. So if I'm writing a particular content, you do this, you have like, I don't know, 20 different lead magnets, but you talk about list building, you're going to have some kind of list building freebie. You know, if you're talking about social media, you're going to have some kind of social media checklist, very relevant to the, to the blog post. Yeah. And, and so you're being very intentional. Now, we're skipping over one thing, which is the you got to put out content. And a lot of people in my audience don't consider themselves writers at all. And they really struggle with the idea. Now, I know that because we're offering a workshop to help people with this stuff. And we now we know how they come in, put them to the sausage factory, and they come out writing blog posts. So we know it's possible. But right now, people think, it goes, I'm not a writer. Well, now what do I do? So... I have a question for you. Do you think that video and audio works well for your students? What if they don't want to write? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Okay. Great. Because I am not a writer either. Writing just takes me a long time. So I used to have a blog and I stopped doing my blog post, but I started doing my podcast, which as you and I both know is incredibly powerful to a business. And so I think you just need to commit to one thing. So if you're not a writer, you can learn it. I love that you have a workshop that teaches that because I think it's a great skill that all marketers who have a business should know. But you can also do a weekly podcast, a weekly video. You can jump on Facebook Live. Some of my students, the only thing they do is every single week, come rain or shine, they're on Facebook Live where they teach something and they've got a call to action to their lead magnet. I think the secret here is consistency. Not even, I've seen people have huge success and they're not even that good, but they've got a great product. They're just not that good in writing their blogs or that good at writing or on video, but they show up consistently and they've got good content. So they just deliver the best they can and they do great. Yeah. So we're not looking for perfection. And that's a key. You're not looking for yeah. perfection. A lot of our people are. I don't like the way I look at video. I don't like the way I write. But, you know, we had one of our participants, you know, he's sitting there walking, talking to him on his phone. 
you know, and it's all shaky and he's all over the place like this. And he posts this thing. And I was, at first I would say, you know, can you, can you, you know, do it. And as I, I, I caught myself, I was like, stop it. The man is, is videoing himself. He's posting on YouTube and that's really all that counts. Now he's going to look back on his own video a year from now and go, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. He's going to cringe. But he's going to cringe. Yeah. But, but it's exactly right. Pick the medium that you love the most. Some people like to be quiet and, and they like to write, you know, like a diary. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people love to speak into a, a video, into a phone. That's easy to do, you know, and and podcasts is easy as well. And so pick your favorite medium. I think the yes. point is that you said is be consistent. Pick one thing and then just kind of do it. And yes. don't be a perfectionist. No, for sure. Just like get it out there. That is the secret to success for sure. All right. So we got content production. We talked about some of the ways to promote yourself. Uh, yeah. You talked about when you post on social media, right? Link back to your freebie. We talked about starting a podcast. Why is a podcast so good? So I love a podcast for two reasons. Number one, I think I'm biased, but I think it's way easier than writing or video. You know, you and I joke that in the beginning of my career, I hated doing video, hated it. And so I gravitated toward podcasting and two things. Number one, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, they're all pushing your podcast out there. So they're doing some extra work for you that you typically won't get with, let's say, a blog post as easily. Number two, it's so much easier in my world to just get on here and talk about stuff versus write it all out, edit it, make it sound good in writing. It's just not my thing. So I think it's an easy way to get started with regular content creation. Yeah. Okay. So we got podcasts. I agree with you. Podcast is a great way because it's easy to do after setup. Now you can yeah. hire someone to set up the podcast, yeah. but once it's set up, it's pretty easy to, to do. And you're also building trust with people. Like for example, attention span on YouTube. I don't know what it is. Five and a half minutes or even less. Maybe it's in seconds. Wow. I don't know. Uh, podcasts, well, people walk around with you for 30, 40, you know, whatever minutes. So I do love the podcast medium as well. I yeah. love video because it's easy to produce as well. You just, just stand up a phone. And you have that. You must not have to do hair and makeup. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I got to say, I, I cut this myself yesterday. <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I, you I men have it so easy. I, I didn't do this since college. I went to my barber shop, okay? And it was never closed for any reason. I mean, you got a nuclear bomb could go off. They're, they're always <laughs> open. They were closed yesterday. So all, I, uh, I dusted off the old razor, Amy. And looks I'm going to I'm gonna have to touch it up a little bit after the podcast. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> So yeah, so it's a great way to kind of build trust with people and you don't have to go for per- per- perfection if you're on, on video as well. Uh, what, what are some of the other list building strategies that you can think of to get people to find you, come to your website and give your email address? So another one, and I think we're going to talk about it, but Facebook advertising was the first Mm. one I used for list building. And it's something that you do not need to put tons of money in, especially with list building versus like promoting something. When you're list building, you can start out with $10 a day and ease into it. But it literally is the very first strategy I use beyond just organic posting on social, hoping people would pay attention. So I, I think we should talk about it let's do it let's let's do it it's one of those things where i love uh facebook advertising and some people might even love it as well the problem is it costs money on the one hand Mm -hmm. and uh, number two it's kind of a art and a science and it appears to be a little bit more of an art possibly than than a science so getting into it is it, it has always looked from the outset looking in kind of an advanced sport that requires a considerable investment to get into. Now, you obviously teach on this. So you, what, is your, what are your thoughts on this? How does one get started with, with Facebook advertising? 
So the first thing I would suggest is keep it really, really simple. You know, you mentioned this earlier, but it still works very well today. And that is even if you just started with boosting a post. So let me give you an example of that. You might jump on Facebook Live and teach something new and then make sure you have your call to action to sign up for your lead magnet. So you got to be very deliberate with if you're going to boost something, there always should be a call to action at the end of it. So you do this video, let's say three people show up, your mom, your cousin, and your brother. And you're like, well, this was a waste of time. It doesn't matter who shows up live because what you're going to do is you'll see, without getting into all the specifics and what to click and when to click it, you'll see on Facebook that you could turn that post, you could boost it into a Facebook ad and you could target other people that would find that post really valuable. Now, what I wanna point out is that one of the best reasons why I love Facebook advertising is what you said earlier, which is about lookalike audiences or uploading your email list to market to people that way. And so I wanna point out something. One of the benefits of growing your email list is exactly what you said. You could take that email list, upload it to Facebook. Facebook will look at its database and match it up with the emails you have. And then they can do two things. One, send an ad to those people. And we'll tell you why you'd want to do that in a second. But more importantly, create a lookalike audience. Facebook is so good. They are the big brother. They know what people are doing at any minute on their network. They will find more people like the people that signed up for your email list already. So you put that lead magnet in front of them via Facebook lookalike audiences, you will grow your email list. And it's not incredibly expensive. Let me back up really fast though. You could upload that email list, put it on Facebook and market to those exact people. You would do that when you're running a promotion and selling something. That way you're not running Facebook ads to a cold audience. It's your audience. You've already attracted that audience and now you're going to attract them on Facebook. There's a value in emailing and getting on social. I want you to do both. I don't think you should do one or the other. I want you to do both. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so there's again the value of the email address because I can create a custom audience, but I can also create what's called what you call a lookalike audience. Yes. Where Facebook will say, "Oh, there's a hundred people here. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna expand it to an audience of five thousand that look just like that." Yes. And I don't even know who they are. Also, you can have the the website visitors, right? So Facebook makes it really easy to create these different custom audiences. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that I mean, one of the, the I guess I think the false beliefs is that I need to have a, a digital marketing company to create the ad for me, which implies copy but you just said my gosh everybody can put a social media post out there uh, just a teaching with a blurb hey check this out and you boost that all of a sudden you're in paid facebook traffic and it's really super easy to do it is and it's like just getting started so here's the great thing that happens with facebook ads let's say you boost a post and it gets you let's say we're making this up 20 new leads so 20 people that signed up for your your lead magnet you will get the Facebook ad bug that you're like, what else can I do? That was pretty awesome. So you start to explore even more. You can definitely take a course to learn how to do Facebook advertising. You could hire someone to do it for you. But what I love and what I did from the very beginning is I figured it out myself and then I got some help with a course early on, but I didn't hire someone until I knew what the heck I was doing. And here's why. 
The second you hire someone, I've seen too many horror stories that you have no idea what they're doing, no idea where your money's going to, and you just spent a whole lot of money for what you thought was going to be a lot of leads, and it's not. You need to kind of test the waters a little bit, know just enough to be dangerous before you ever give it to somebody else. That's just my opinion, but it's based on experience and working with a lot of students. So I do it do it myself in the beginning. Well, I, I think that's great advice for anything that you're going to outsource to a large degree, yeah. right? Because if you're going to outsource something, you have to know enough about the matter to hire someone, manage that person. Everyone's going to call BS on the person, right? If you have no mm -hmm. idea. Otherwise, these marketing agents will charge you $2,500 a month in addition to whatever you're spending. You have no idea what's going on. You have right. no idea because you don't know the, the concepts. You don't even know the key metrics, what they're called, what they are, what you should be looking for. And you, don't even know, you have no idea if it's actually working. So I love that. Even if someone does not consider themselves a technical person, and I've seen your courses and they're you're catering to like the bloody beginner. So yes. a bloody beginner can go through and put an ad on social media <laughs> uh, live and boost it. And ta-da, I'm all of a sudden a paid Facebook marketer. You know, totally. and now I can look at the ads manager and like, well, that's a number you want to look at. How hard is that? It's not yes. so hard, but it's kind of scared me a little bit. So <laughs> I just... <laughs> scary starting out with Facebook ads when you're starting from scratch for sure it can be scary but so much of doing business can be scary in the beginning you just got to get yourself out there and do it so and I have every bit of um, belief that your audience could definitely get in there and figure it out Gus, any other ideas? But I think I think we're already good with the podcast and some paid Facebook traffic. I think those are the uh, and, and if you, if you're not looking to start your own podcast, being a guest in someone else's podcast yes. is pretty darn close to second second best, right? Would you agree? Uh, One million percent. Yeah. And I think like thinking about your audience and what they could do strategy wise in order to grow their email list. I think it definitely is the things that we covered in terms of consistent content, podcast, blog, or video show posting on social media on a regular basis. And when I say post on social media, let's get a little specific about that strategy. So let's say you're going to post on Facebook and you want to post about your lead magnet. What I would do is I'd post and tell maybe a quick little story or I'd post something on Facebook and give a little bit of value and then say, if you love this, you're going to love this free guide. It's not post on social media. I've got this free guide. Click here to go get it. That is not how it works. So you want to give a little value before you actually put it out there. Most days you want to kind of lead up to it a little bit. That's why a quick video always works well. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. that as well. So what other, what other parting guidance do you have for someone who's starting to go, well, that's okay. I, I see how I need it to do it. I see, I see kind of sort of how to do it. What's your, what's your advice to someone who uh, wants to get started with, with this list building thing? So two things, number one, mindset, number two, strategy. Mindset is that let's not get caught up on the big numbers. You do not need a list of even 10,000 people to be successful. So I'm all about the baby steps. I typically teach a beginner marketer. So with that, let's just go with your goal is to get 250 people on your email list. That is your first milestone. And so in order to do that, that means you just have to be consistent. Consistent with the blog post every week, consistent with getting your lead magnet out there and talking about it every single week and making sure that you have it positioned in a way that people will find it on social. They'll find it when they listen to your podcast. They'll find it when they go to your bios on social. They, it's in a lot of different places. So that's one thing that you just want to make sure of. You're, you're putting it everywhere that it counts. 
So one, the mindset of 250 people, that's your first goal. Number two, get to work and make it happen. And of course, they need an email service provider. I don't know if you recommend one or if you think one is better than the other, but- Active campaign. Okay, perfect. Active campaign is a great I was going to get an one. argument out of, out of you, Jamie. We'll save it for another, t- another day. Yeah. No, I think, I think most of them are really good, especially for beginners. So active campaign, an active campaign will have opt-in page templates as well, right? So you don't even need another tool to set up your opt-in page so people can give you their name and email. Start simple. The last parting words I'll give you is you do not need a bunch of bells and whistles to start your email list. Just get started. Simplicity is your friend here. You've got this. Yeah, that's so awesome. Now, I, I do want to tell people that you have a, a great resource. This is, and I watched this. It's fantastic. It's called, let me read it. It's how to start and grow an email list without the stress, tech confusion, or crazy overwhelm. So this is a free class that you have. And I highly recommend that you guys watch this thing. And I have I put a short link because no one oh, great. can remember. It's, it's, it's the michaelblank.com forward slash Amy. And it will direct to that page. It's called How to Start and Grow an Email List. And it's fabulous because you kind of you really go deep on a lot of things we talked about here. And that's a perfect next step. And so everyone watching, listening to this stuff, aside from watching, listening to everything I put out, the second person is anything that Amy puts out. So you need to listen to her podcast. It's online marketing made easy. And then check out this thing and just simply start listening to what she has. Uh, you, you know, so there's a very small number of podcasts I listen to, and you're one of them because you are always got great ideas. And uh, so I highly recommend anyone wants to get in this digital marketing thing to check that out. So how can people get uh, get connected with you? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I just love to chat with you about my favorite topic. And you can find me at amyporterfield.com. So again, thanks again. That's awesome. Thanks for having you. Thanks for being on the show. Real honor. Thank you. Hey, was that awesome or what? Amy is such a great teacher and you're going to love her podcast. She is very step-by-step, very pragmatic. And definitely check out her list building course. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash Amy. We'll bring you right to that. It's called How to Start and Grow an Email List. And the good news is, you guys, we don't need thousands of people on our email list. She's sending them like 250. Actually, the conversion, here's the thing. Uh, for every 32 people that download your freebie, one will become an investor investing an average of 70000 with you. Imagine that. So th- just 320 people on your list, okay? 10 of those will invest 70000 That's $700,000 each. We don't need a giant list. And Amy told me offline that she was jealous about this business. And it's actually relatively easy to use online marketing techniques to attract the right kind of investor. We talked about the idea of a lead magnet and how to, how to create that. We talked about uh, the importance of your avatar because then you know exactly who to say to, how to say it to them, what's on their mind, what's the, what do they want, what are they afraid of, what are some of their limiting beliefs or false beliefs, who exactly is your potential ideal investor and how do you speak with them? And then you craft a lead magnet for them. So definitely check out our list building course. It is fabulous. And just as a, as a note, everything that Amy puts out is fabulous, including your podcast. You definitely need to subscribe to that right now because it's going to scale your business in a massive way. Now, as I said on the show, we have also started uh, creating a, a workshop called the Platform Builder Workshop. So we have something that we implemented called the Platform Builder Framework, which is the exact set of automations and lead magnets and funnels that we use at Nighthawk Equity to literally raise $8.3 million in days. And after we implemented that, we have 10 x our ability to raise capital in 12 months. And the people have gone through the workshop on their way to doing the same exact thing. So right now, if you're watching this live in May, 
uh, and workshop, the enrollment is actually open. And this is a live workshop, okay? This is something where you're working directly with me and my marketing team to implement the same exact automations that we have done. And the Platform Builder is a framework, is a proprietary system that we've developed and tested that fills your pipeline with the right kind of investor so you can confidently 10x your syndication business in the next one to two years. So enrollment does close May 8th. All right, so if you want to check it out, we have an introduction to the platform building framework that is free at the michaelblank.com forward slash platform. That's a, a web webinar we did uh, just a short while ago that you can check out and see if it's right for you. If you're ready to check it out and possibly sign up, then schedule a call with us. You can do that at the michaelblank.com forward slash platform dash call or platform call all one word, and you can just explore whether it's right for you, if there's a fit for right for you. We're looking for, again, that right person. We're looking for people who want to scale their syndication business. Uh, you've either raised some money before and you're struggling to basically uh, 10X the raise. If you raise $500,000 or more, you want to raise 5 million, or you haven't raised any money yet, but you get it. You're like, I want to raise 5 million this time next year. How do I do that? This is the answer. So this is a really cool program uh, where essentially we not only show you how to do we actually implement it for you. It has a done-for-you component. So you don't have to be a technology person, but Amy said you have to know enough about the technology. We're going to teach you that. You don't have to be a writer either. We make it super easy for you to do that by giving you questions and templates that you modify and or speaking into the phone. So we will teach you the art of creating content consistently like Amy has done. So if that's interesting to you, then go to the michaelblank.com forward slash platform for the free training. And uh, if you're ready, uh, schedule a call at the michaelblank.com forward slash platform call uh, to do it as well. If you're watching this after May 8th, that's okay. Just keep going to the michaelblank.com forward slash platform. I'll have something there and you can put your name on the wait list and we'll open it up again later in the year. We'll probably run the workshop three or four times a year. I'm super excited because especially in a time like that, we want to educate investors who have traditionally invested in the stock market and we want to show them there's another way, a better way, and that's multifamily syndication. So I'm really excited about the product that we have, which is multifamily syndications. We can help a lot of people and collectively we can get the word out and get more money out of Wall Street and into Main Street. So hopefully you'll join me and, and join that exclusive club of platform builders. Thanks for your kind attention and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.